It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we want our team to fit and we want our team to fight. And I do believe that... um, Those were our defining characteristics. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 1st, 2020. We should be talking about the 2021 season, not recapping the 2020 season at this point. But my name is Phil Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. We heard from Jeff Weltman, the Orlando Magic's president of basketball operations at the top of the show. We'll hear more from him as well as Steve Clifford as the Magic hosted a shortened or truncated exit interviews. Uh, we'll hear from both both the Magic's head coach and the Magic's uh, decision maker, president of basketball operations, uh, as they recap the season. We'll take full stock of the season that just ended. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to follow along with the NBA playoffs with the Boston Celtics taking on the Toronto Raptors or the Utah Jazz taking on the Denver Nuggets? Go directly to the source with Locked On Raptors, our good friends there. Locked On Celtics, also our good friends there. And, of course, Locked On Jazz and Locked On Nuggets, also good friends of the show. We've had, actually, the hosts of Locked On Nuggets, Locked On Celtics, and Locked On Raptors on the show before. Haven't had reason to have David on for Locked On Jazz, but uh, uh, one day, one day we'll be in the NBA Finals together, David. Um, check out all those great podcasts, plus, NBA, plus the rest of the NBA teams, NFL, NHL, and college podcasts, plus MLB as well. Can't forget them. Check them out wherever you download podcasts to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. About 11 months ago, almost 12 months ago at this point, but 11 months ago, Steve Clifford sat in front of the assembled media and kind of laid out the vision that he had for this Orlando Magic team. What he felt the team would have to do in 2020 to be successful. What he felt this team was going to be and what they looked like on paper and what he envisioned how he would move all these chess pieces around. He believed that this Magic team could be a top five defensive team in the league. He believed that that defense would in turn help them pick up their pace and get themselves into the top half of the league in offensive rating. Again, not greedy here. We know what this team's shortcomings. But most importantly, all this would mean the team made significant growth. That they were ready to compete, not just to make the playoffs, but for a little bit more. For maybe home court. No one would go that far, but everyone believed this team was going to make tangible, provable progress as they began to climb up the Eastern Conference standings after the surprise playoff run in 2019. The one thing that everyone was certain of was that this was a playoff team again, and at the very least, they would be back in the postseason. 
almost, what, two weeks into the season? Less than a month into the season. A lot of those ideas had to get thrown out. The story of the Orlando Magic's 2020 season, whether we want to admit it or not, were injuries. There is no getting around the number of injuries this team faced and the resiliency they had to show just to achieve that baseline goal, just to be back in the postseason. This season, all 11 months of it, was a long slog of difficulty and perseverance, to be frank. Aaron Gordon got popped in the jaw very early on in the season, kind of stopped his growth uh, that he was showing, the promising growth that he was showing throughout the preseason. Then, of course, he and Nikola Vucevic sprained their ankles on the same night in Toronto, of all places, in mid-November, forcing the Magic to scramble for the next 11 games as Vucevic sat out. Alfred Camino tore his meniscus. The Magic's prize free agent signing. The guy who was going to give the Magic a strong wing defender at all times on the floor. Tore his meniscus, tried to recover without surgery, had a setback, needed surgery, and he's still, you know, in the ending phases. I mean, uh, 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 well, we'll address that uh, on a future episode, but um, certainly Aminu not all the way back quite yet, but a lot of that has more to do with the pandemic and the safety protocols the NBA's put in more than his readiness to actually go into contact practice and contact play and playing again. Then, of course, Jonathan Isaac sprained his uh, posterior, posterior lateral quarter, corner uh, in his knee in, on January 1st, missed the rest of, the, was expected to miss the rest of the regular season. We'll have more on that. Michael Carter-Williams broke his nose, I think. Missed a bunch of games, was in and out of the lineup throughout D.J. Augustine had an injury in January uh, on a West Coast trip uh, that kept him out for 14 games, longer than Nikola Vucevic, actually, in that, in that first stint. And it just seemed like all the injuries just kept piling up. And they piled up even more when the season restarted inside the bubble after the pandemic. Of course, the most devastating one, Jonathan Isaacs torn ACL, but Aaron Gordon straining his hamstring, Evan Fournier dealing with an illness, that, that had him, as Steve Clifford put it and revealed on Monday, put him out of the lineup. Uh, and just not only out of the lineup, just unable to do anything. And it was clearly not 100% in the playoffs. You could see that from his play. But, you know, again, the coach made saying that openly and saying, look, Evan will never admit this. Evan, you know, and Evan is a competitor. That guy, that guy you know, wants to fight. Um, Evan will never admit this, but he was not 100% in that play that playoff series, and that's abundantly clear from his production and now confirmed by his coach. And of course, Michael Carter-Williams straining a tendon in his foot, keeping him out of the playoffs too. Magic General Manager John Hammond liked to say uh, when at, at the trade deadline as, as, t- as the Magic were evaluating where they were at and, and trying to sell what they did or did not do at the deadline, he said, we've essentially played half the season down a position. With Jonathan Isaac and Al Farouk Aminu both out, you know, a position that we thought was a strength at power forward was no longer a strength. It's actually kind of a weakness, forcing them to sign Gary Clark, who played pretty well, all things considered. That was double true in the playoffs, where Aaron Gordon was also out, leaving the Magic preciously thin at a position that was necessary to defend Giannis Antetokounmpo. It was a trying season for that reason. Injury after injury, adversity after adversity, 
challenge after challenge, a younger team, an immature team would have crumbled. But this team wasn't that team. And while certainly we expected more from the Magic, and I would agree that this season was something of a disappointment. In my evaluation of the season, they didn't accomplish all the rest. They accomplished the baseline goal. It's not a failure. The season's not a failure. But they left a lot on the table. But at the same time, they still did the big thing. They still made the playoffs. I don't think this team would have done that two years ago. I think before Steve Clifford came in, before they made that run last year, this team would have folded. They would have packed it in. They would have won 30 games. They would have been in the lottery. And in that sense, this team has shown maturity. They showed a ton of maturity. The number one thing I'll re, uh, I would say about our team, and I'm very proud of this, uh, is the resiliency uh, that they showed to continue to make improvement during the season after we took those injuries, and they did the same thing in the bubble. So. Uh, although we're disappointed that you know we didn't win a playoff series and didn't go further in the playoffs because that's what our league is all about, uh, I think our guys, again, showed great resiliency. Uh, they stuck together. And if you were with them every day, you saw the way they worked and the way they practiced towards making progress, which is a difficult thing to do in pro sports. Steve Clifford's posture at the end of the season, certainly very different than the one that he had last year. Sitting in the press conference room after the Game 5 loss to the Toronto Raptors in 2019, Clifford said very clearly, I'm disappointed that we did not compete in this playoff series, or we did not compete at the level that he expected that team to. Very clearly, after the Magic surprised with their Game 1 win, they were a bit overwhelmed by the moment. The Raptors, a more seasoned veteran team with championship players on the roster, and yes, they were eventually going to win the title. Once they woke up, once they took the Magic more seriously, they worked them. Really, only Game 3 was close, and the other games were very well decided um, beyond that. The series against the Bucks was different, of course. Steve Clifford expressed how proud he was of how his team handled the playoffs and felt they handled the postseason and the preparation and the play of a playoff game significantly better. Again, just watch the games, and yes, the Magic fought a lot harder. They were more undermanned. There was more at a deficit. They were playing perhaps a better team. We'll find out if the Bucks win the title too. But they played significantly more confident and frankly just better. They gave themselves a chance to win. They, they had a, a fighting chance to win uh, games four and five to stave off elimination. And to some extent, game two. They had a bad first quarter in game two and were really competitive the rest of the way. And of course, game one was a masterclass in game planning um, from Steve Clifford and execution from the team, especially Nikola Vucevic, who had a stellar run in the playoffs after struggling so much in 2019 in his first real playoff run. The Magic would argue, and they seem to argue, that if the season had ended as scheduled, if they, the pandemic hadn't happened, they were about to make a serious run. They were about to make a push that was going to put them in the position that they wanted to be in from the start. They are going to make a push that would get them at least to where they were last year. The Magic were 33-40 and 40 on the regular season. 
Their win percentage would make them a 37-win team. Eight of the nine games that were taken off their schedule because of the pandemic were against teams with losing records. So you give them four more games with four more against the teams that the Magic were most successful against. Even if they go 3-1 and one in those games, maybe they steal a game against Indiana because they were playing so well. That gets them to about 40 wins. Considering all the injuries they had, the players they lost, the lack of momentum they had, to sit there and still be perhaps two games in the win column worse than you were the year before? It's a pretty positive sign in some respect. But ultimately, that is a search for moral victory. That is a search for positives in a season that ultimately did not deliver quite what we all hoped. Quite what this team had hoped. Even if the Magic did reach that mythical 40 wins, they'd still be far behind the Indiana Pacers and Philadelphia 76ers for sixth. The reality is, in the pecking order of the Eastern Conference, the Magic stayed exactly where they are. And while all this talk about what could have been, what might have been, what should have been, and the way the team was playing when the season went on on break and the way they improved as the season went on, all that talk is merely wishful thinking. What ultimately matters in this league is results. First of all, making the playoffs is never an easy thing. You can't take it for granted. Um, what do they say? You have to be in it to win it. You know, Coach Parcells always used to say the number one thing is you got to be in the tournament. And we did that two years in a row. So it's a step. And yet, uh, look, when you're a coach, I'm not naive, is uh, you got to win in the playoffs. You have to have playoff success. And uh, I understand that. Our guys understand that. And ultimately, just getting there isn't going to be enough. Um, it's a big step. I think that if we, two years ago, if all of us would have said, uh, hey, we're going to start over here, and if in the next two years you can make uh, playoff appearances, uh, would you take that? I think everybody would have said yes. But, uh, you know, again, pro sports is about how you play in the playoffs and winning in the playoffs, and we all understand that. Figuring out that next step, figuring out, how to get to that next level. That was a question the Magic were asked this year. A question they did not answer. It's a question they will begin asked again this offseason and into next season too. And the answers are much cloudier now than they were back then. For a number of reasons. And that's what we'll explore the rest of this episode. But before we get into that, you got to take care of your future. And your future is probably on the road somewhere. Especially if you live in Florida, you have to drive. You have to go somewhere. And so take care of your future. Take care of your path forward. You can walk, but that'll take longer. Take care of your path forward by taking care of your car at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com for, to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low 
And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They don't try and take advantage of you. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, this is the big question. The big question facing the Orlando Magic, the question that was even unavoidable during these this exit interview period, during this period where uh, Jeff Weltman and Steve Clifford addressed the media for the final time and, and sort of closed the book on the 2020 season. Certainly, Jeff Weltman has said they've already kind of tiered the draft. They've already kind of got their draft board set and they don't expect that to change. And the draft will take place in October, it appears, maybe a little bit later. And so the offseason plans are already in motion. The team is already go- going through iterations and already examining what comes next. Chuma Okiki is already working hard on his rehab. We'll talk a little bit more about him, I think, in the coming days. Uh, But Jeff Weltman said that his rehab is essentially done. The only thing left to do is for him to play five-on-five in live-action basketball, which he can't do because of the workout protocols in the pandemic. Alfred Camino very much in the same boat. So at least there's that good news on the injury front. But Jeff Weltman said pretty definitively that Jonathan Isaac will not play in the 2021 season. Orlando will go the next season without one of their key players, a player who transforms this team in many ways. A tough loss for sure. But the Magic still have to find a way. The Magic still have to find a way to improve, to get better, to put themselves in a position to win because this team is not one to roll over and give up. This is a team... That, that does not believe in purposefully making the team bad or doing that. The, the team's culture, the resiliency that they showed this year will put them in a position to make the playoffs again. And that's what the Magic want. They do believe playoff basketball is important for young players' developments. And this team is still a very young team. Aaron Gordon at 25, will be 25 next season. Nikola Vucevic will be hitting 30, but still fairly young. Not a team with a lot of older veteran players, which could be something the Magic look to remedy uh, in the coming offseason. Still, there are big questions. Because while the Magic certainly seem to make a repeat of last season, that repeat still didn't get them anywhere. Got them back to a five-game series loss against a real Eastern Conference contender. Steve Clifford said it is far too early to break down where the team needs to improve, although I'm sure he has the suspicions just like you and I do. Clifford's going to defer to his study and his kind of breakdown of the season, which he will do over the next couple weeks. Again, 
The draft isn't until October. We got a long way to go. And even then, Jeff Waltman seemed to think that no date seems to be set in stone for the 2021 season. Nobody knows when the 2021 season is going to start, and that's going to make it hard to prepare as well as get players ready for that upcoming season. Everything feels like it is in flux. And nowhere does it feel more in flux than on this Magic roster. The key players the Magic wanted to see in the playoffs did not play. Jonathan Isaac out with a torn ACL. Mo Bamba dealing with after effects of COVID-19. Aaron Gordon out with a strained hamstring. The only guy that played that's really realistically a part of this team's future was Markel Fultz. And he played pretty well. You know, didn't blow anyone away, didn't didn't dominate games. You know, he was dealing with his own kind of nagging little injuries from or nagging conditioning issues from from entering the bubble. And again, I don't know how much of, of what we saw in the bubble we can actually believe. You know, I think I I I've come to kind of the cop out that progress we saw in the bubble is real, while regression we saw in the bubble perhaps not as real. I'm I'm not gonna ignore that Evan Fournier struggled again in the playoffs, although he was certainly uh, not as healthy as as we all probably thought he was. Um, but still, back-to-back bad postseason performances is a bit concerning. But he had a fantastic season nonetheless. And, and again, we'll, we'll dive into player evaluations. We'll talk about individual players over the next couple of weeks. But the Magic's future is uncertain. How does this team get better? Certainly on this day at the end of the season, the day after the season ends, or a couple days after the season ends, the coach is going to sit there and say, we have enough as presently constructed to get there. He's going to, you know, as Clifford likes to say, I show up to work, they hand me the players that are available, and I work with them. That's what he's doing now. But the Magic cannot roll this back. Even at their best this season, even as they were struggling and, and learning how to be a winning team, and not just a winning team, a perennially winning team. And again, small scale. I, I know some people define that winning team differently, but being a playoff team, being a playoff caliber team, which this team clearly is, they're still learning how to manage that and manage those expectations and manage getting through an entire season where the focus is not necessarily on the regular season, but on what's coming afterward. They manage that okay. Again, I don't think this team makes the playoffs with the kind of season they had um, if they were the team they were two years ago. That's that's the real, that's the truth. It seems better than it was a couple years ago. This team was better. But inevitably, change has to come. This team didn't burst through that ceiling. This team didn't take that step up. And running it back isn't going to lead to it. Especially with Isaac on the bench. Because the whole project, frankly, depended on Jonathan Isaac taking a step forward. Especially offensively, but taking a step forward. And to have him not on the on the team next year, to have him on the sideline next year, is going to make it tough. I don't know what that change is. I think that's something we will spend the next few months exploring. But it is very clear that this roster is not enough. Not enough to get where the Magic want to go. It's enough for the kind of seasons that we've had the last two years. Very nice seasons with spurts of really strong play. Of play verging on elite. 
but not good enough to advance out of the playoffs. Not good enough to win, as Steve Clifford said earlier in the show, where it matters. This team wants to win in the playoffs. And we've seen the same results over, we've seen the same results for two years now. And of course, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Again, I don't know what those changes are. I have some sus- suspicions. I have some ideas. We're going to dive into a few of them. I've already got one that I want to explore a little bit this week. But the magic cannot stand pat. They've accomplished a lot. They've changed their culture. They are a playoff team. And I, and I would still urge caution and being circumspect. Moves have to have purpose. They have to accomplish specific goals. But they have to be done. This season proved that this team's got fight. This team's got, and I know, I know Jeff Weltman hates this word, this team has the culture. They have the coaching staff. They have the ability to play above their station. But now we got to raise that floor. Now we got to raise what they are capable of. And we know what this team is capable of. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just want to clean up some odds and ends from these press conferences before we close the show today. Um, Just a couple of quick notes. Uh, Like I said, Jeff Waltman said pretty definitively that Jonathan Isaac will not play in the 2021 season because of his torn ACL. Um, That's to be expected. We know this Magic team is super cautious with injuries, especially for their younger players. Um, An ACL tear takes a full year to really recover from, and honestly, it takes a full year on top of that, uh, you know, playing on that torn ACL before you are 100% recovered. So, I think I think you know I think it's safe to say Isaac will not play in the 2021 season. Some of that might depend on when the season begins. Um, you know, an interesting note that Jeff Waltman kind of said was, you know, he doesn't even know when the season's going to begin. Um, the draft is currently scheduled for October. Seemed to be some suggestion that that might get pushed back a little bit. Um, and so, uh, you know, no one knows when the when the regular season is going to begin, when training camps will begin. Um, you know, I, I, it's sounding like. You know, MLK Day might be the ideal time to start the next season. Um, it may get pushed back till February, though. So we could be without Magic Basketball for a little while here. Um, and, and certainly there's a lot of uncertainty as the league tries to map out its its future after living in the campus for the for the last two months or for the next two months as well. It's 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 there's a there's a lot still to figure out. But there's lots of news on the injury front for the Magic. And like I said, some of it is very good. Um, Al-Faruq, uh, Jeff Waltman said Al Farouk Aminu has you know, entered kind of the last stage of his rehab. And the same goes for Chumo Okiki. Chumo Okiki is doing on-court skill work. I mean, you know, it seems, sounds like he is cleared to do pretty much everything. But Waltman characterized both kind of in the last stages or in, or in advanced stages of their rehab. They're still in rehab um, because they're not allowed to do contact work yet. Um, the, the protocols in, in the gyms for, for NBA players and, for, and, and at the practice facilities is still kind of that isolate that isolated workout um, regimen. One coach, one player, one basket. Um, you know, it's 
It's it's not five on five. It's not three on three. It's not pickup. The league does not want players do that. Doing that, they still want to minimize expo- the chance for exposure and minimize the risk for exposure. And and again, you know, the 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 idea behind you know, I think a lot of people criticize the NFL for banning the jersey swaps. Um, but the idea behind that is to minimize exposure. So yes, you know, you play a full forty eight minute game or you play a full sixty minute football game where you are doing contact work and all that stuff, and that's exposure. That's risk. But you don't want to add unnecessary risk. That's kind of the, the thought behind it. And, and when you think about it that way, it, it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I, I'll, I'll let you decide whether that's ridiculous or not, but um, that's kind of the logic behind it. And, and that's why NBA players, you know, who are outside the bubble, you know, except for the, you know, delete eight teams that'll be going into their mini camps uh, at, at some point, um, they're not allowed to do, phys- they're not allowed to play physical contact. They're not allowed to play basketball quite yet. They can only do skill work and work on themselves. Um, that's that's a huge deal, obviously. And, and so, you know, Kiki probably could play. You know, honestly, like if he were, you know, if he'd gone through all this stuff, he'd probably be playing. He'd probably have played in Summer League. Um, you know, it sounded like he was pretty close. It sounded like in March, right when the season shut down, he was getting ready to really ramp up and, and hit the final stage of his, of his rehab. But of course, that was put on pause. And so... You know the league is on pause. You know the, the, those kind of work, that kind of work is on pause. They're just kind of stuck in that last stage. So again, that's good news. Weltman also gave an update on Mo Bamba. Um, Mo, you know, Weltman said that Mo did a really good job keeping himself in shape, adding the weight, and keeping himself in good condition for the restart of the season. When the Amway Center opened back up, he was in great shape. Um, and the team seemed very, very happy, and Waltman seemed very, very happy with with how he used his time during the hiatus. Then he contracted COVID nineteen, and that kind of slowed everything down again. He was obviously healthy enough to go into the bubble, and Waltman said, you know, he showed flashes of the kind of player that he can be, uh, of the impact that he can have, and that's absolutely true. But he just could not turn the corner with his conditioning. They sent him. They sent him back to Orlando. They did tests. Waltman said that Bamba showed no long-term effects or no long-term injury. So I, I imagine that means, you know, no heart heart issues or anything like that. Um, and so he is still kind of under monitoring. And, and Weltman said it's probably going to be months before Bamba is fully over this, before this this fully clears the system. Again, so much is unknown about COVID-19 uh, and, and its long-term effects on, on people. I mean, obviously those effects will be different for each person and, and, and for each situation, just like symptoms have been different for each person and each situation. Um, th- that part's good news though, that, that Bamba doesn't have any long-term effects. The Magic don't, anti- you know, Weltman said at least the Magic don't anticipate any long-term lingering effects from his c- contraction of COVID-19 and hopefully he'll be able to get back to work and, and get back, um, you know, to kind of getting getting his wind back up and getting his conditioning back up so that he can he can play and be a contributing factor next season because it'll be a big season for him, I think. I think Bamba will be put into a featured role as you know as the backup center behind Nikola Vucevic um, as things stand now. So good injury updates on that front for the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, I think, you know, the team enters the offseason optimistic. Uh, you know, I think they feel like they figured some things out. You know, that this is a young team that figured out how to win again. Um, and so they, 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 I think they feel like they have their formula. You know, they're certainly disappointed that, that Isaac won't be there. They're frustrated with the injuries they had to face this season, thrilled with the resiliency they showed, but ultimately, I wouldn't say dissatisfied with the result, but there's definitely a hunger to do more. Uh, and I think that this team believes that they can do a whole lot more. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun listening podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Again, you can find me on Twitter at philiprr_md. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again with another episode of Locked On Magic. I do want to break down the Locked On NBA lottery mock draft because the Magic have the next pick, so we'll dive a little bit into the draft coming up. Also give a clear a clearer picture on where the Magic stand financially uh, heading into this offseason, so I'll kind of set the table a little bit with the first two big decisions in the offseason coming up. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosser-Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.